0: We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one.
1: Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 52 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner, I'm managing editor at pixelkin.org, and the mother of a four-year-old... We are missing... Another mom this week. However, we do have our resident dad, Steven Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming and the father of three.
0: This week, the title of the episode is Gaming with the Mom.
1: Yes, The Mom.
0: And that's, yes. And it would be from my perspective. So it's like a first person adventure game (laughs) from my perspective, literally gaming with the mom. Yes. Yeah. Um, And I think this is an episode that people have been waiting for for a long time. Just you. And me, a whole bunch of news that we can fight over. Although, I think people are going to be disappointed because I think you and I actually come down in agreement on just about everything that has happened in the last week, which is a lot.
1: Yes. Yes. I think we do. Uh, Off gaming talk, though, Mother's Day was last weekend. uh, That is correct. Which is super cool. And uh, (laughs) my husband and my daughter got me a popcorn maker. It's called Popcorn on Demand. It's pretty awesome. Like, it's this little machine. You cook in a compartment full of popcorn kernels in the back and you hit a lever and you have popcorn
0: <laughs> right away. So it's so it's like a K cup machine for popcorn?
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's air popped. Yeah, it's air popped. There's no like oil or butter or anything, although I probably will be adding butter after the fact. But but yeah, so it's super cool. Sometimes it takes some finagling of the bowl to catch the popcorn as it comes out of the machine. But still, it's pretty cool. I was very excited. Well, um
0: Happy Mother's Day Thank to you. you and to everyone listening. I mean it is a an awesome holiday. Lots of great sentiments passed around on Facebook and on Twitter. My uh my wife also uh was gifted a food related thing. Um we bought her a waffle maker nice. because her normal waffle maker Disintegrated quite literally. Uh, (laughs) She picked it up by its handle and all of the various independent pieces collapsed out of themselves. (laughs) My children, it was bad. Like it was like something out of a video game. It was that bad. So, my kids, it was very important that we buy her a waffle maker. Mm. Um, I think it was a self serving gift by definition, uh, but she was happy. Yeah. Got her a nice fancy one. I also got her a board game Mm. um, because. Because it's what I do. Right. Um, yeah. uh, for those wondering, it was patchwork published by Mayfair. It's a two-player game about quilting. <laughs> nice. And um, uh, quite literally, it's about quilting. And um, because Nicole, I don't know if you know much about the board game space, but there is literally a board game about legit everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that. I don't. I'm not really super knowledgeable, but I have a friend who is super knowledgeable, so that that knowledge trickles down to me. I'm just so sad
0: that you don't live like next door to me because then I could just (laughs) you could just come help me play games.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: But that but in order for me to do that, that would require me moving to Seattle. And we've discussed that. Not likely. (laughs) Um, Happy Mother's Day to everybody once again. Super great. It's quite a busy, busy month.
1: Yeah. I mean, already. What is it? It's only the 11th. Uh, Actually, just in the last couple days. We've had tons of gaming news. So, Did you go see
0: Civil War yet? Let's not even bother getting to the gaming news yet. Did <laughs> you go see Civil War?
1: I, I don't really see uh, movies in theaters anymore because, uh, you know. Because four-year-old? Because, yeah, because of the four-year-old. I mean, the last thing we saw was Ratchet & Clank, but that's something that we could take her to. But before Ratchet & Clank, we hadn't seen anything since The Good Dinosaur, like back around Thanksgiving.
0: So pretty much, if it is not a child-focused game, you wait until it hits uh, Blu-ray?
1: Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Every once in a while, I'll go out with my friends uh, to a movie, but we've got we've got two kind of uh, chick flick, quote-unquote, movies coming up that we're definitely going to see with my friends. One is called Bad Moms. Uh, oh, man, I cannot.
0: I want to <laughs> see that movie so bad. <laughs>
1: yes, uh, so we're really looking forward to that one. And then, of course, we're going to do Ghostbusters. We have to do Ghostbusters because it's I'm, all women. I am
0: also super... I want to go with you and your friends to go see those movies. <laughs> right. Like, is it bad? Is it bad? Can I be like the token dude? <laughs> Would they be mad if I just randomly showed up?
1: Well, when we do those types of things, it is called Mom's
0: Night Out. So, eh, you know... Yeah, well, I'm on a podcast about moms. <laughs> so, I got... I might just... Maybe, like... All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have your fun. Okay. Um... Yes. I'll let you have your fun with uninterrupting. I have not seen uh, Civil War either. However, my sister is watching the children, so my wife and I can actually go to a movie. Oh, nice. Like together for once, mm-hmm. which is insane. And so I can't wait because Vision is in it and we've been over this. <laughs> right.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, I've heard good things. I've heard tons of good things, but yeah. we'll, we'll be watching Because we're it on later. the internet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I actually we haven't been, you know, that up on the Marvel films in general. Like, I don't even know how many there have been since the last one that we've
0: Did seen. you see Ant Man?
1: My husband saw Ant Man. Like okay, on the
0: I didn't ask about him. Did you see Ant Man? No, I
1: did not. He tried to convince you... me to see it and I'm just I don't know. I I, I do don't you... particularly like Paul Rudd, which uh... is one thing. <laughs> so
0: Okay, well here we go. We gotta fight. <laughs> we gotta fight. Yeah. How do you not like Paul Rudd? Ah. Okay, here's the thing. Okay. So he's the least Paul Ruddy okay that Paul Ruddy has been okay. in my opinion all right um Ant-Man is is not a like this is gonna sound crazy but it's the best characters are not him okay it's like his bros like Paul Rudd is not so much an issue unless he like really like makes you go away
1: yeah um, no it's not like that I just um If
0: if yeah. it's a casual dislike then yeah. the rest of the cast will make up for it yeah and um what's the guy the the guy that's actually Hank Pym, he's the older guy. He was in Jewel of the Nile.
1: Yeah. He's married
0: to to one of to to my actual wife.
1: <laughs> uh nice.
0: Yeah, no, I you do. know who I'm talking about. He is perfect. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Um, he and I are competing for uh, uh, the love of a woman. So I don't really remember his name, but he <laughs> is perfect as Hank Pym. Okay, so. It makes up for it. it's good it's yeah. good uh, and it's not terribly long and there's a, a, a superhero fight on a thomas table for real for real yeah. anyway video games yes. they are a thing yes so yes. what do you want to talk about first because we got all sorts of just this whole world is just blowing up <laughs> right
1: it is so let's let's actually start with something that we're both excited about and that civilization six Oh was announced today. I am super excited. I love civilization games. Just real quickly, Steven, did you play Beyond Earth?
0: I did not. Yeah, and I did. I specifically either. avoided it um because largely because it just felt like it felt like a mod to Civilization mm-hmm. 5. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a slam on it. It's just that it's not it was not different enough. Um, yeah, I thought it looked cool, and I've I watched plenty of video of it to try and really drill down. Like, did I want that, or did I just want to play more? Uh, Civ Five, right? And all that. Normally, the way I figure out whether or not I'm going to get a game is if I watch a video and it makes me want to go buy it. Then mm-hmm. I then I do that. Yeah, but. Watching videos of that just made me boot up Civ Five, and I said, why am I going to spend 60 bucks? I'll probably get it eventually. I mean, I'm sure it'll be on a Steam sale for like $4, yeah. some down, down the road, and I'll definitely buy it then. But man, a new civilization hitting this October. Interestingly enough, it releases the same day as as uh, Battlefield 1, which we'll talk about mm. in a little bit, I'm yes. sure. So it's very interesting that it's the same time frame. Yeah. But, Very excited. We know very little about the game. Um, ARS Technica did a feature where they talked about how the game is just some incremental upgrades, nothing huge changing from the last game. I think
1: the biggest one is that now when you build your cities, if you're going to expand them, you're going to use the different tiles around them as opposed to just upgrading them. And I think that sounds like a, a cool difference.
0: Um, I think the art style is noticeably different. It's much brighter. It's a little bit more cartoony. And I think that, realistically, Civilization is not a gritty game, right? Like, at the end of the day, it is a strategy game. But there are some lighthearted elements just by nature of the fact that, you know, Gandhi is, like, rolling up with tanks on your face. Like, that's silly. So, I mean, it's super silly. So, I think a, a a more colorful and cartoonish art style actually would fit it better. Yeah. Um, and I love the bright colors. The It added the definition, you know, just from the few screenshots that they released, which admittedly was not many. Yeah. But one of the things that I ran into before is sometimes things would just kind of bleed together and you'd be like, oh, is there a unit there? And oh. now it doesn't look like that's going to be so much of a problem. Obviously, when you clicked on them, it wasn't an issue. But, yeah. you know, now I don't think that that's going to be an issue so much. You're going to have these super cool units that are... Colorful and stand out from the backgrounds. I cannot put into words how fast I am going to buy this game.
1: <laughs> yes, the only thing that I'm concerned about is the amount of time. Since I now have a four year old who does not take naps, like is playing Civ Five, I <laughs> I would sit there and be like, you know, it's a whole like one more turn, one more turn, one more turn thing, and you know, I'd been playing for eight hours <laughs> at that point, so.
0: Well, I mean, yes, that will be a challenge. However, one thing that is worth noting is Civ is a turn-based game.
1: Yes, which means you can stop. Yeah,
0: Which means you could put that up on a laptop on a counter and follow your daughter around. And whenever you bump into her or, you know, or whenever she happens to run you by your city, you take a turn. Um (laughs) And just your games are going to be super long and your playtime will be inflated, but yeah. I think that that's a legit way to play. You know, I mean, it's short bursts of just executing a plan yeah. and the, your turns take a few seconds, at least in the beginning. Yeah. Obviously, late game turns are much of an issue, but your early turns, you could spread that out and get yourself going. Yes, that, that's
1: a good point. Yeah, just thinking about putting my laptop on the counter and, like, doing laps chasing my daughter, which is a thing that happens. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. It does. yeah. <laughs> I could just stop, uh, stop at the counter every time I make a lap and just, just do a turn. That's a good idea.
0: Just do a turn. And <laughs> you know what? And it's, if you, if you, if it takes you two hours to get back to your machine, all that does is make it look like you played the game longer on steam. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it really won't negatively affect you. Um, the, so I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think we're gonna have to play some multiplayer.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't think was there oh. was there a multiplayer in five. If there was, I just ignored yes. it. So
0: yeah, um, there is. Okay, one of the things that I'm hoping that they integrate, and it's something that before you had to use third party apps to do, mm-hmm. um, is the idea of getting into a multiplayer game where every day everyone takes one turn. Mm, yeah. And so you get, like, these epic games that, like, last all year, but the time commitment is super low. It's kind of like setting your fantasy baseball team. Uh It's like it takes forever, but you only have to do a little bit. I'm hoping that they integrate some of that into the game and you don't have to use third-party apps. Because I would really love to do that. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, I'm scared to play real multiplayer. I mean, I'm going to play with you.
1: (laughs) But. Yeah.
0: I'm bad at video games. We've discussed this, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so Civ 6, I'm super excited about it. Like I said, later this year, so that's pretty cool. So Nintendo has announced that their upcoming mo- mobile games, which are going to be based on Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem, will be free to play. I have mixed feelings about this.
0: Free to start. Right, free, free to, to start. start.
1: Free to start, you know. that That language has shifted to free to start. I have mixed feelings about this. Like, first of all, like, game is free. Hey, yeah, that's cool. But I've seen very few people implement this model effectively in a way that doesn't kind of screw the player who wants to play enough and I was thinking about this earlier today and I'm like well Animal Crossing has the whole like real-time world thing going on anyhow so I was thinking like maybe they could work that into the whole free-to-start thing because like games like Candy Crush or things like that you get like five turns and when you use those five turns, you have to wait like five minutes or whatever for the new turn to generate. So with the whole time being an integral part of Animal Crossing, I thought maybe they could do that. But then at the same time, I was like, well, what if I want to log on and catch a fish that only shows up at 10 p.m. and I use up my, you know, 20 minutes or whatever waiting to catch this rare fish and then I can't catch him. That would make me irritated. So...
0: Yeah, um, I... I don't think that the Animal Crossing game is going to be anything like the Animal Crossing experiences we're used to. Mm. So I don't think that we are in a position right now where we can... You know what? My my uh, grandmother used to... Ha- she had a phrase. Um, it's, and she, What she says is, you're paying interest on a loan you haven't taken out yet. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So this is one of those things where you and I... This is our profession. We think about video games that are coming down the road, and we worry about them. But in this case, so you're right. Nobody's done it before. Yeah. Um, and not. I mean, I don't want to say nobody. There are very few free to play games that. I'm sorry. Free to start <laughs> games that are that are fair. Yes. Um. In. But it can be done, and Nintendo knows that if they put out this, they know. The optics of putting out a free-to-start game that is abusive to players mm-hmm. will drive people away. These mobile games are meant to be, like, the beginning of a new era. Right. So I would—I'll admit that going in, I had already kind of, like, mentally budgeted. Like, all right, listen, if Nintendo puts out a game, like, an Animal Crossing game on my iPhone, I would pay, like, 15 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm prepared to spend fifteen bucks for right. these games, yeah. even if they're free. So, like, I'm not gonna not pay for them. Yeah. So it could very well be that they are unlocks for you know, g- you know, you play the game, and maybe you know the by spending fifteen dollars or ten dollars, you get all the coins you need to pay off your house.
1: Yeah. Or like and, I was thinking too, you know, like vanity items, like special furniture, special shirts, because you know that's a huge part of the game too.
0: They could absolutely just make it so that you play the game and it's all cosmetics. Yeah. And if it's an engaging game, especially if it interacts with what is, as of right now, an unannounced Animal Crossing game, mm-hmm. let's, let's be honest. Yeah. This is a Trojan horse for the next Animal Crossing game. Yeah. Anyone who says that that's not the case is crazy. Yeah. Um, so I want to give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt because they haven't screwed up yet. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, Mitomo. Does not have an abusive,
1: yeah, no, not at all monetization
0: thing. Because you, whenever I want to, I can do something, and mm-hmm. that's that's my metric for my free to play games. Yeah, whenever I want to do something, I can do a thing. Mm-hmm. And as long as I can do something in games, some benefit at any point, then I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I stopped playing uh, the Avengers Academy because eventually I got I ran into things where it's like, okay, well, for the next eight hours, I can't do anything. Right. And that's dumb. Yeah. Um I believe in them.
1: Yes. Yeah, Animal Crossing I'm very very familiar with. I have never played Fire Emblem. So I'm not sure how that's going to work, but maybe it's the same type of thing. Uh just cosmetics. Like I I, have, I know nothing about Fire Emblem.
0: I would be stunned if Fire Emblem is not like some kind of like city building mm-hmm. game where you have like your heroes and you send them out on missions. Like you could totally be a uh, Fallout Shelter style game where you have a base and you send out dudes. Mm -hmm. Light, maybe some light strategy elements, that kind of thing. Um, You know, I mean they said that it's going to be a more accessible experience that's meant to these games are meant to draw players in Mm -hmm. so that when when the next game comes out, people will want to go play it. Yeah. So the I would expect that it would at least lead into and one of the cool parts about it is the you know the the characters and their relationships, and you know so yeah i i I would bet that that'll be something, but then again i it could be an archery simulator, I mean who the hell knows <laughs>
1: right. uh yeah, I mean they have
0: Miyamoto, so it could be anything
1: yeah that is true that is true. So, other quick news here. Mass Effect Andromeda has been delayed until 2017. Not really surprised that this game got a delay, but I'm sad anyhow. Yeah, you know, I haven't been super excited for this game, probably because I realize it's something that I'm going to have to put insane amount of time into to actually feel like it's fun. But I love the Mass Effect trilogy, so...
0: I've never played any of them.
1: You haven't? Oh my god. I have not. Yeah, so you're not a gamer then. <laughs> I mean what? how how do you, you know, run a gaming website and have never played Mass Effect? That that I do not understand. <laughs>
0: yeah, because Mass Effect is the pinnacle of family appropriate gaming.
1: Okay. I met you personally. I met you personally. Pinnacle.
0: <laughs> um so um it really comes down to I missed the first one because I did not own an Xbox three sixty. And I felt really weird jumping in in the middle. Mm. Um, With that said, I'm buying Andromeda. Yeah. Because um, my understanding is that this is supposed to be like a good jumping in point. It's kind of like The Witcher 3. Mm. Um. So I have never played the original Witcher trilogy. Or not Witcher trilogy. I have not played any of the original Mass Effect games. Mm. However, I have great respect for them. So it's not like I'm like, oh, those are games for babies and they're stupid. Like, no. <laughs> it's just that I I missed the first one and I had a real... Like, I know that I could have picked up a, the, the second one on PS3 and what have you. Uh-huh. I actually own them. Yeah. But you haven't played... Um, <laughs> well I mean I own a lot of games that I haven't played yeah um, okay. and I bought them you know because spoilers if you go out on Thanksgiving Day shopping and you happen to be in a Walmart <laughs> dig through their ten dollar bin because you find some amazing deals right and there was one year that I walked out with 20 games oh my God. and most of them I gave away to my kids for birthday gifts and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, like there's, I still have some. Yeah. Um, hidden. So when they're listening to this, they are hidden. <laughs> they, you know, like I got the Ratchet and Clank collection and the mm-hmm. the Sly Cooper collection and, you know, a whole bunch of games for like eight to ten dollars, mm. and two of them were the Mass Effect games. So I was like, you know what? For twenty bucks, I'll have these. Eventually, I'll play them. Maybe. Yeah. Eventually, I'm just going to trade him in for my, you know, fifty cents or whatever, you know, (laughs) whatever. But, um, so I will play Andromeda. I think it's a great. I am disappointed that it is delayed. However, Mass Effect relaunched in the spring and did just fine. Yeah. Uh, It's Mass Effect. uh, Hasn't it traditionally been a spring game? Um,
1: I don't know when it was released, but like again, it's Mass Effect. They don't have to worry about the fact that when they release the game. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's going to sell yeah, it's, a ton.
0: So. It's competition-proof also. Yes. Uh, they could put it... They could release it up against... I, I can't imagine... They could release it up against Call of Duty and I don't think it would change. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, even if there's overlap, you know, Call of Duty... I, I would move Call of Duty away. You know what? The only game that I wouldn't... It, Put it up against this Grand Theft Auto, and that's because Grand Theft Auto is just a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda is going to sell like crazy. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, jetpacks, apparently, and <laughs> you know, and a new start for the for you know the characters. Maybe even a new character.
1: I, yeah, I'm jumping in. Yeah, my yeah. wife
0: hates space stuff, but whatevs.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I loved it. Um, when I first played the first game, I got about I don't know, like a quarter way through it, and then like, got to some, like, really terrible, terrible hard part. Which it turns out that they're, you know, in a sort of open-world type game, in the first Mass Effect, you can, in fact, make a mistake and go to the wrong place too soon. And if you do that, you're screwed. So, uh, so yeah. So, that's when I had dropped it. And then, back when I was recording Girl Fight, Christine Steimer and Jessica Chobot convinced me to pick it up again. And told me, do not go to this place until you've gone to these other places and leveled up. So, but yeah, but then it
0: was fine. I didn't know that Jessica Chobot was on that podcast. I knew that it was Girl Fight, and I knew it was you. I didn't know that you knew her.
1: Yeah, yeah, she was on for. I mean, she wasn't on for the whole run. She was probably on for about the first fifteen, twenty episodes, something like well, that. Well, right? then
0: she pieced out to go do other stuff, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, because she was at IGN at the time. She was, uh, she hosted the Fix. So, um, and then let's see. Uh, there, oh yeah, Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. I keep, Yay, I keep the-
0: forgetting that you know literally everyone. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah uh you know what you'd be surprised having not really done anything for a few years how much that has changed like i know some people who do literally know everyone like people on the the editorial side people on the development side just like people crazy like chris charla and mike Micah. they just know everybody so so yeah so back to announcements ea has announced battlefield one which we talked a little bit about last week that um battlefield the new battlefield was going to be announced on friday and it was and i'm a little confused by the name are you confused by the name at all steve
0: um no i'm not and i actually um I, I get it i can i can understand being confused i think right. the word you're looking for is kind of stupefied like it's just like come on guys right. just call it battlefield the great war yeah yeah um with that said, the reason they're calling it Battlefield 1 is because they're being cute and it's Battlefield about World War One. I. Um, I think it's great. I think this has to be the last number. They have to just go to colon whatever moving forward. Um, it really, like, uh, if they come back next year and make Battlefield 5, I'm just going to be so mad. Um, so I think next year is when... It would get stupid. I think calling this Battlefield One makes total sense. They have not; there has never been a Battlefield One, right? Or even a regular old Battlefield because it was Battlefield nineteen fifty two or what have you. Like they've they started with colons and subtitles, and then did Battlefield three, and then four, and then Battlefield Hardline. So I think this is fine for now. Um, I think next year will be what it matters. And really, ignore Let's forget about the name. I think it's really cool that while Battlefield and Call of Duty used to be indistinguishable outside of the UI mm-hmm. um, and maybe the size of the multiplayer maps, but you know, seeing a screenshot, you couldn't identify the two of them. And now Call of Duty is in space right. with robots, and these guys are Harlem Hellfighters and mustard gas, and you know, horseback, horseback. versus say, tanks. Horseback, yeah. Um, I was like, and you know what? Yeah, I'm, uh, I love it.
1: Yeah, I was watching that trailer and I'm like, this looks crazy. Like tanks and, and horses fighting against each other. It's just, but um... that,
0: but that's <laughs> World War One. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's 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 the thing, right? So it's it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I actually went onto my Facebook feed and um, asked. For, cause I know some folks that are, you know, quote-unquote historians, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of guys that actually work for museums. I asked them to watch the trailer, <coughs> excuse me, and give me like a rundown of, you know, scale of one to ten, how accurate is this? Mm-hmm. And the the biggest complaint they had was that the action was moving too fast. This was a slow and grueling war. Mm. Tanks didn't move that quickly. Yeah. Um, they were plotting. I mean, now tanks move that fast. Yeah. But... Back then, tanks were this... They were inevitability. So, oh, a tank is coming.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Right? Like, not, oh crap, a tank just showed up. You know, <laughs> you knew it was coming. Yeah. And so, the the other comment they had was about the weapons. Some of them appeared to be a little bit more metal than they were wood, which mm-hmm. is not how it was. Yeah. But, that, but they admitted that that could have been the lighting. It could have been the specific... You know, it was obviously a one-minute long trailer. Yeah. Um, I am excited... For the possibility of, you know, I'm more excited about this game than I am for just about every other shooter minus Overwatch. Um, and it, part of that's because I really like the idea. Same reason I like Assassin's Creed games is the idea of, you know, kind of exploring those environments and really giving a picture of what these things are like. Um, World War One is really misunderstood and a lot yeah. of people don't understand how brutal it was. And we could tell from the trailer mm-hmm. that, the, that they're not pulling punches. And I think, I don't want to use the term educational, but like, I think from an enrichment standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, you get a bunch of high school kids or college kids being like, you know, I don't know what this war was like, mm-hmm. boot up a let's play of this game and maybe they'll be able to see like, wow, this is gross.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I've never been in the least bit interested in games like Battlefield or Call of Duty and uh I'm not really interested in this one either. I mean I appreciate them for what they are, but they are just not my thing. So
0: I, I guess that means you're not a gamer. <laughs> um I, and that makes total sense. These are not for everybody. Yeah. I have never um I, I have EA access, so I'm gonna play my ten hours, mm-hmm. play a bunch of multiplayer, review it probably. Probably I don't even know if I will because um, yeah. I don't think parents really care. Um, I think anyway, the Sea State World War One game will obviously know it is not for children um, because World War One was a brutal, horrific war. Um, but you know, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna buy it. I mean it's going to come to me in the vault eventually. I mean, yeah. but they know I'm not their audience. They they're trying to recapture some of that crowd and they're probably trying to grab some of the people that really are resistant to Call of Duty going into space. Mm. Um, I think that that play, the way that all plays out will be more interesting than actually playing the game for you and me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So, other quick news here before we get to the earth-shattering news. So, there's a new Phoenix Wright game on its way what? in September.
0: What? You didn't see that? Yeah. I did not. When did that get announced? <laughs>
1: uh this morning it got
0: announced. Oh. So All right, well uh,
1: this one it, it's already been released in Japan. It's just it's coming to the US and Europe, um, like in September of sixteen. 2016, sorry. But yeah, I mean, I like Phoenix. I've only ever played like half of one game. I really don't know why I didn't play it more because I really liked it. It's a super cool kind of concept in that, you know, you're going around collecting clues and whatnot and then defending the prime suspect in the courtroom, which is, it's really cool. The thing I remember about it most is the huge like objection, like comic book (laughs) style thing that would go across the screen. But yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's going to be digital only um, for 3ds. So, so yeah. So that's, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That uh, makes sense.
0: Save the money on cartridges. Exactly.
1: I mean, I you know me and digital. I don't understand
0: why anybody does that anymore.
1: But anyhow, w- let's move on. So the big earth shattering news here this week is that Disney.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Before we get to the bad news, okay? We going to talk about we going to talk about the Pokemon?
1: Oh right, yes. There's been a new trailer, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Their starting Pokemon has been revealed. I do not play Pokemon, and I did not look at this trailer. So I'm going to pass that off to you, Steven, to talk about.
0: (laughs) Okay, for real, everybody. Here's how this (laughs) happens. Um, Pokemon Sun and Moon are coming out November 18th of 2016. If you have a child aged between 6 and... 35 Um, and emphasis on child. I accept it. Uh, They're going to want we're buying three copies for our house. It's crazy. Uh, Two for the boys. One for me. Uh, They have to decide which one I'm allowed to buy. Um, It's really interesting. So they announced the legendaries. We don't know their names, but one of them is a giant fire lion that shoots lasers out of his forehead. And the other one is a crazy like magic bat. You can assume that the magic bat comes with moon. The lion comes with, the laser lion, as it were, comes with sun. Yeah. They did also announce three starting Pokemon, one of them being Rowlet, and that is a owl with a leaf bow tie, (laughs) and arguably the cutest Pokemon on the planet and it's not close i will have you know that one simone de rochefort and i both agree on this and if she and i agree on a thing that pretty much guarantees that it's to be true um um the other one there's a a, a fire type cat named litten do you get it it's lit on fire and it's a kitten great and then there's like a like a seal that's a water type. Um, new Zone looks very tropical. Um, the graphics are great. Uh, I mean, it's Pokemon. It's seventh. It's sem- seventh gen. Every kid's going to be buying it. They're going to be wanting it. It's going to be on Christmas list. Be aware of this thing. Um, it's a juggernaut. Um, yes. And I'm not even joking. It's a juggernaut. Um, it is not for everyone, but it is a juggernaut. So yes. just uh, be prepared for it. Like I said, I'm buying three copies. If <laughs> um, And you can count on EFG for a review. Yes, and Pixelkin too, right? Yes, do you have a Pokemon yeah. reviewer?
1: We we definitely. Do, uh,
0: do you need Linda. a Pokemon reviewer?
1: <laughs> Possibly. Um, Linda actually reviewed the last ones. So Whoa. Yeah.
0: I will offer my services. How about this pitching on the podcast, guys? It's uh, <laughs> borderline unethical. I will gladly review a Pokemon game for you guys if you need if need be. Um. So yes, that's the Pokemon news. Now we can get to the bad news.
1: Yes. Okay. So this is the huge thing. So Disney has announced. That they are discontinuing Disney Infinity, which is the massive franchise in the Toys to Life category that has been around for, was it? It was three years, right, Stephen? There's been three iterations of it. Um, yes. Yeah. Disney
0: um, uh, Infinity 2.0 and 3.0. Yes.
1: So, yeah. So, no more games. They're releasing some new characters and one more playset, uh, which will be Finding Dory. And then after that, no more. Done gone, which, you know, we can get into this whole toys life discussion like we did before. But first, I want to say that Disney not only are calling it quits on Disney Infinity, they're calling it quits on game publishing at all. They're focusing more on licensing, which means that other publishers will come to them and say, hey, we want to make a game about, I don't know, Mickey Mouse or whatnot. And then they say, yeah, hey, go ahead. So, But they're not going to be making games themselves at all anymore. And other sad piece of this is that they're closing down Avalanche uh, Software, which who has been developing Disney Infinity, and they they've been around developing stuff for a while. They did the um the Epic Mickey games back when Warren Spector was with them. So yeah, so they're getting shut down, which you know is always sad. But yeah, so so Disney Infinity, and well, I mean, I I think I don't remember when on this podcast we talked about it, but I know we talked about it that I. Was speculating that the toys to life category did not have the staying power that everybody thought it did.
0: You explicitly stated that it, that there was a bubble, yes, and that it was going to burst. And I, I disagreed with you at that time. Fortunately, I did not make a bet. However, <laughs> I think that this is I think that this is less about toys to life and more about Disney abandoning. Publishing and the and Disney Infinity was a casualty of it. Yeah. Because uh I mean, so Disney owns Star Wars. Right. And we we gotta look at the success of Battlefront Mm -hmm. that sold 14 million copies. Yeah. And Disney didn't have to do anything. Right. They just in fact, they're charging EA money. Yeah. So they're just making dollars. And all they have to do is send a lawyer out there every once in a while. Maybe I mean, I'm sure they have a brand manager that goes and looks. But like, you know, they have yeah. a lot of really respected properties that nobody wants to mess with, and Disney has the clout to fix it. I think that I don't. I don't know. While I agree with you, and I'm coming around to the fact that the toys to life thing will probably, you know, sh- it's definitely going to shrink. It already has. It yeah. might even shrink again. But I think. That Disney, I mean, they have, I mean, think about the power, they have Star Wars, they also have Marvel. Yeah. And we haven't seen it, they talked about this on uh, Podcast Beyond last week, um, you know, shout out to that, that old IGN podcast, right? They, they've talked about, like, where the hell are the Marvel games? Yeah. Like, who I mean, what? Like, <laughs> You mean to tell me nobody's wanted to make a, like, a cool Iron Man game, or like a Captain yeah. America game? Like. Somebody's wanted to, and bef- yeah. and they were like, "Oh no, no, we don't want to do that because we don't want to disrupt." You know, I, yeah, I I think that that's the real story here is that they're getting out of the publishing and they're just going to be licensing their games. It does mean that you and I and our various teams are going to be playing some really crappy licensed Disney games, though. <laughs> yes,
1: I was, I was just like thinking, like maybe um, you know Disney owns Marvel, but I'm sure there are still like Marvel people in that division, and superhero games have been terrible in the past, so I wonder if they might be a little little hesitant on that. Um, I but mean, like, Batman
0: says what's up.
1: Batman does. You're right, you're right. Batman was really, really good, but, but I don't know. We'll see.
0: That's uh, certainly the exception to the rule, but Batman yeah. says what's up, and so since Batman worked, that means that at least two or three dozen more people will try, and you know what? Uh, like an adventure, like if they just made like a three a D adventure, like God of War style beat 'em up game, mm-hmm. where you could play as different Avengers. I mean, even if it was okay, it would still be awesome. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, it would sell like crazy because it's the Avengers.
1: Yes, you know, yeah, it totally would. Although, like you know, that's that's basically what the Lego Adventures is is a three D beat 'em up type thing, just yeah. to feed with Legos.
0: So. Yeah, but, um, you know, but they, yeah. but now they can make two different games. <laughs>
1: right, yes. LEGO version and the real version. I reviewed sure. um, LEGO Avengers, the most recent one, for Pixelkin in that, it, that t- it didn't need to be a LEGO game. I thought it would actually have been more interesting as a regular on-game because it lost all of the charm and sort of the fun that LEGO games have. Mostly because they have the real actors do the VO. I, I never realized that that's something that would be a bad thing in a game. But, of course, that's just my opinion as well. But, uh, you know, like I said, Captain America, man, just not funny. There's not really anything you can do about that. So.
0: I don't know. Chris Evans is funny. <laughs>
1: okay. I mean, I'll, I'll give you, I've only ever seen, like, the first Captain America game and the first Avengers. That's all I've seen. He was not funny in either of those. So,
0: that's what I'm saying.
1: That's what I meant right, when I when I'm really behind on my Marvel movies. So you're like literally
0: not even kidding.
1: Yeah, no, no I'm not kidding at all.
0: All right, okay. So, I get it. Okay. Yeah. So, he he he's gotten funnier. Now that um, he's a little bit le- now that he's been off ice for a little bit longer. But a lot of it's situational. I mean, he is the s- so do, when you watch comedies, do you ever find the straight man funny? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So he's the straight man. Like Okay. That is his job, is to be the straight man. Because, I mean, everybody... I mean, him and Thor kind of share that role. Mm -hmm. But, like, Thor is kind of dumb. So he's, like, on the dumb side of straight man. (laughs) But, like, everybody else, I mean, when he's playing off Robert Downey Jr., who's just legit, like, nuts. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. they, They kind of everybody kind of morphs a little bit depending on who the two superheroes are in the thing yeah um I just want to see I I just want to see Robert Downey jr and Chris Pratt that's really all I want I just want to see those guys <laughs> oh, go nuts yeah anyway anyway back to uh video games and off of Avengers hour because <laughs> that's just me talking yeah no no um, that's cool I'm 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 very sad uh I really thought that Disney infinity was you know, of the three to fold, right? Like now we have like the big three Toys to Life. Mm-hmm. I don't count amiibos. Those are just collectibles. Yeah. Um, they're not Toys to Life games yet. They will be, I'm sure, for the NX, but I don't think they are right now. They're just cool collectibles. Of the big three, I really thought that the W, that WB with the Legos would pull out first. Mm-hmm. Um, just because WB tends to be a little bit more flippant with what they're doing yeah. and, um, I, di- I just didn't think that Disney was going to do it. Um, I knew Activision had the, the money because they got that Call of Duty dollars. Right. That they could just sit in the back and just say, you know what, we're just going to put out this game. Maybe we'll take a year off every once in a while and just wait until everybody else goes away and then we'll be it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And then we'll just stand alone. Um. But I they mean, haven't even announced it the, the new Skylanders yet.
1: Yeah. It's definitely coming. It was in an earnings call that they said that that they were working on a Skylanders game. No you know, specifics I mean, or,
0: or anything like that. We best kept secret since Avengers three. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, whoa. Yeah. They're working on a Skylanders game. That's like finding out um rock stars working on a new Grand Theft Auto. Like Yes. <gasps>
1: yes. But I mean honestly, they're gonna be out there by themselves this year because Lego has said or WB has said that they're not releasing like a new base Lego game—they're going to be doing expansions and whatnot, which is kind of what Disney Infinity had been doing. Or, yeah, I mean, they—I think they could have been very successful if they had just did like a base game once and then just added their playset things onto it. Um, but you know, I'm not Disney. I'm not a person that makes those decisions. But yeah, so Skylander is going to be out there by themselves, and I don't know. I'm still skeptical. I'm really curious to see what happens this year because like you said I thought the Toys Life thing was a bubble and that so it's hard to say with Disney Infinity like going away like what was what was the problem with Disney Infinity not making enough money what was the problem that Skylanders didn't meet its sales targets like was it simply competition and will this make Skylanders more popular and make more money or Is it the fact that parents are like every year like, What the hell? Why do I have to buy four or five new toys or a seventy five dollar, you know, starter kit thing to get to get the next game? And that's what I'm curious to see how Skylanders does. Because this is like the sixth it's like the sixth Skylanders, right? Pretty sure Uh, it is. Yeah,
0: Skylanders turns five this October. Yeah. So it'll be the yeah. Yeah. Sixth game. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it makes me feel really old that (laughs) The games that my kids grew up with are now hitting like milestones. Mm. You know, I oh, man, I still remember getting that first press release out of Toy Fair mm-hmm. when they had it. Um, Could you believe? Remember? Did you 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 knew that Nintendo that that Toys for Bob actually went to Nintendo first, yes. right?
1: Yeah, man, this was back is back when I was at IGN. Toys for Bob came to the office. And I was the one that took the the demo and the interview. They just had a demo figure of Spyro and a demo, like, portal. And then they were, ex- you know, I thought it sounded awesome. They were explaining it to me, like, we're going to have all these figures. You're going to be able to save all the data and the figures. And I was, like, super impressed. I'm like, wow, this is going to be awesome. I never played one. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it's great. It has been great. I think I think it's great technology, and it's a great way to play games. But I think... The yearly versions of stuff, I think, are getting to be a bit much. So
0: I agree. I agree, and I think everybody's learning that. I mean, we see Assassin's Creed taking a year off. Need for Speed is taking a year off. Um, you know, so I think they are. Um, you know, Activision is learning. I mean, they learned it with Call of Duty. That's why they bought another studio, and yeah. so now that now they have Sledgehammer, Treyarch, and Infinity Ward, mm-hmm. um, and they give them three years to make these games, and it is noticeable. Yeah. that they have done it because the games have gotten better mm-hmm. um so it would not stun me if they went out and found another studio to make a third uh skylanders mm-hmm. and you know with three years i think that it would make a bit more i think it would actually make a better uh I, I think that it would do the same thing that it did to call of duty yeah um you know and they did it they were smarter this last time they were fewer toys um there were fewer new figures Um, You know, I think there is something to be said about them kind of reinvigorating the they got to do something Mm -hmm. to reinvigorate it. And, you know, they could absolutely put out a a Skylanders that has like three figs. Yeah. And just say, you know what? One year there's just there's like one guy for each element. Mm. That's it. Um, You know, and once you get them, you're done. And. People will still buy it and, it, you know, maybe that'll make parents a little happier. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just super curious what the gimmick this year is going to be mm. um, because last year's gimmick, I think, fell a little flat. Yeah. Um, with the vehicles and stuff, mm-hmm. even though it initially sounded exciting, it just, oh, I yeah, boats and planes and whatever. Yeah. Um, it's not nearly as exciting as like Giants. Like when right. they announced Giants, I was like, oh man, that's so cool. Yeah. Actually right.
1: speaking about like um wondering what the next one is going to be, Eric Watson, who we have mentioned on this podcast a few times, great writer for Pixelkin, actually just wrote an article about predictions that that he thinks that the next Skylander's might be. And he has some pretty he has some pretty interesting interesting ideas here. I uh, did not
0: read that. Wait. All right, let me let me go and let me <laughs> can I Yeah. Can yeah. I uh, let me go to Pixelkin and I will comment on his ideas. Okay. 6 predictions and a wish list. Yeah. All right. Okay. So he's got a wish list. Mm-hmm. Truth. Bring back the battle mode. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, folks, May 10th, it's called Skylander's Six Predictions in a Wish List. Give this man some hits. Head on over to um and look at it. I'm not going to spoil the entire article um, because it's actually very, very well put together and good. Um, d- if he listens, uh, shout out to Eric. Um, yeah. Good Good work. Maybe I'll get to meet him sometime. Um, So, some actual online, I totally approve. Um, All right, predictions. Time warp. Okay, so, I like it. Going back in time. Combiners. We're talking about, oh, boy. He mentions (laughs) Devastator, so I'm in. Um, Builders, so, like, Minecraft kind of stuff. I'm down. Okay, I get it. And even more hats. I'm like, okay, so, yeah. and he adds in the goofy one. Um, yes. no, seriously, folks, this is a good article. I'm reading it very quickly. This is bad radio because who wants to listen to a guy read a thing? <laughs> um, I am straight up plugging a article on, um, Pixelkin, this is really good I very good idea Um, I should do my own wish list for my <laughs> own website that I write for I'm totally Eric totally aping your idea um, <laughs> I won't steal any of your content that's plagiarism and plagiarism is bad um, but it's games journalism so if you have a good list of somebody else is going to make another one because that is true because, because games journalism um, don't worry I'll link to this one okay. um, is that so, okay
1: yes yes that's is fine. That okay absolutely All right, hey.
0: Absolutely. Listen, I don't want to make you mad, you, you, because we've we've established you own my soul. Yes, um,
1: and I also so, like to
0: stab people in God of War as well. So you know, we know that we know that because you you're an ang- you're you're an angry angry person. <laughs> so yeah, <coughs> I mean, so I, I bet you that I bet you Skylanders is going to be all over E3. You think it's going to show up at a press conference?
1: Well, you know what? It's I mean, it's Activision. Activision is not doing anything at e3 so i'm curious
0: as to whether there will be or not yeah they've got to be on somebody's stage though like sony or microsoft
1: maybe i don't i mean i don't remember ever seeing skylanders in any of the big uh at least not in the media briefings uh they didn't need
0: to because they were they had a giant booth
1: that's true yeah yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, I, I'm not
0: I'm not making a bet yeah. that they'll be there, but...
1: <laughs> like, just logistically, I feel like that it would be kind of a pain in the butt for, you know, Sony or uh, Microsoft or whomever to kind of have this thing in their booth because because of the fact that you have to switch the figures and you have to have the portal set up and all that kind of stuff where it's a lot yeah. easier for them to just have another game where they can put an Xbox One under a locked box and just have controllers, and you don't have to worry about all that stuff. So
0: totally true, yeah. totally true. Yeah, I mean, they could also just send out a press release and put a video up on YouTube on day one of E3, yeah. which is what—how many indie games do that? You know, hey, we don't, yeah. we can, we can ride the wave even if we're not paying for admission. Yeah. Um, and you know, so I'm sure we'll get press releases from the fine folks at Activision early I'm I'm ready to find out what it is my kids are ready they want to know <laughs> yeah. um so yeah it's super exciting really sad we, I I wish everyone at Avalanche well those guys have been around forever yeah um but they're all very talented folks. Obviously, Disney Infinity, uh, there's an article on, I think it's Polygon today, talking about how it's like a masterpiece. And I really agree. I think Disney Infinity is better than people gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so clearly it was made by talented people. So my hope is that they will all find... Something else to do, yeah. Um, Or maybe they'll just all chill together and make a new company. Because if they just lease the same building, I bet you they could find an angel investor, yeah, uh, to let them get get involved. Sony loves buying them some studios, so just reach out to Sony,
1: yeah.
0: Um, Maybe they could do something for Kojima and then just create this monstrosity, the Frankenstein's monster of game development. Right. Yes.
1: I was just when you just said that, I was just thinking about like. Metal Gear
0: as a Toys to Life thing. (laughs) (laughs) Toys to Life, Metal Gear? Let's do it. Why not? If anyone... I mean, if (laughs) Kojima was ever going to be allowed to touch Metal Gear again... Right. um, I would love that. I mean, if for nothing else, just to see... Because Metal Gear is among the most ridiculously Japanese games ever. That is not like Hatsune Miku or like Persona, right? Like it's... It's just Japanese in a very wacky way. And I mean that because Japanese games are wacky. Like, that's not... That's just a fact. Um, (laughs) And so, like, a Toys to Life game out of that would be just so bonkers. I mean, how fun would that be? Like, stupid little robots. And, like, maybe... (laughs) Like, we could get a decoy octopus fig. Yeah. Even though he was only in, like, Metal Gear Solid 2 for, like, what, 30 seconds? And never appeared again? We could... It was like literally a decoy. Yeah. We can get the fig back. I mean, I'd do it. How yeah, many si- How many snakes would we get?
1: Right, exactly. We should go to Konami and pitch this, even. We could be like creative directors. On it.
0: I don't <laughs> want to be a creative director for uh, Konami. Don't want to do it.
1: Yeah, no, no, I hear that. But yeah, when you said Kojima, that's why I was just like, hey, Metal Gear. Anyhow. Uh, I want to see
0: what his new game is. I know we're not going to see it probably not until like E3 next year when we get like a logo because yeah. he's going to, because he's an artiste. Right. So we know we're not playing his game until like 2020, but right. I just want to know what he's doing.
1: Yeah. He's on Twitter. He actually posts a good amount on Twitter. Do you follow him on Twitter?
0: He does. He's hysterical.
1: Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, I'm sure you just, just search for uh, Kojima on Twitter. You guys can follow him. It's, pretty cool. It's nice that he can just be on Twitter and just say whatever the heck he wants to say rather than having like Konami shackles on him. Yeah. So, so let's do one more piece of news here. So, a report from a research firm says that by the end of this year, 1 billion people in the world will finally know what esports is all about which oh man yeah that's a lot of people and you know <laughs> many it, many people yeah and games you know we all know about esports already and we know it's huge and that it's getting bigger but it's it's interesting to think that the that the greater populace is going to be familiar with what this is and obviously a large large part of that is because ESPN is recognizing them now they have a whole section of their website Dedicated to esports and i I don't know. Have they have they been airing anything Steven? Do you know on,
0: on um, not a lot? No, I okay. mean it's very they they did some stuff for the heroes of the dorm and It was um, you know, and that was recently but the um, but their channel is super active Videos every day. I actually applied for a job uh, in their esports division um, As you can imagine was not hired um <laughs> But I mean, I, they're they're literally right down the road from me. Oh yeah. So that would have been because they're in Bristol, Connecticut. I'm in Terryville, Connecticut. Um, it would have been a ten minute drive. <laughs> I like I drive past ESPN on the way to Outback, like, um, <laughs> and Target. Like they're right. literally right there. It's so cool. Um, and I, when they announced that they were hiring for that, I was like, no, I have to apply. Right. Because you know that would have been really cool. But um, you know. I did not meet some of the qualifications. It turns out they were really looking for people that were already established in their various, you know, established shoutcasters and writers right. and like kind of thought leaders for the individual games. Yeah. And I qualify for none of that. Um, so, you know, yeah, while, you know, if they just wanted like a games writer, I could certainly do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm not any of the, the guys that they got. And I say that, I believe it's an all-male team. Um, they they have experts that cover fighting games and League and Dota um, and Hearthstone, so they didn't need me. Yes. And that's okay. They cover Smash, which I think is really cool, which, you know, it doesn't get a lot of play on other sites, so the fact right. that they cover Smash Brothers so much um, is, is really awesome, and they cover a lot of Hearthstone, which is makes sense because it's growing.
1: Yes. Um, you know, I've never ever been to ESPN, but I might have to go visit their visit their site for the Hearthstone. It's
0: really good. Um, <laughs> they actually did after the expansion, mm-hmm. they actually did like card analysis and stuff that I'm used to reading <laughs> on like Star City Games for Magic. Yeah, like, they had you know like these are the five cards you should keep your eye on in the new expansion. Like wow, nothing that I ever would have thought to see on ESPN. So yeah, ESPN dot dot com slash esports. They even have a uh, calendar of events where it actually shows you know what major tournaments are happening, etc. Very awesome. Esports is crazy. It's getting more and more legitimate. The Evo fighting game finals, like the grand finals, are in the Mandalay Bay Event Center, mm-hmm. which holds which has fourteen thousand seats. Very cool. And th- that's people that that are there live. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be insane.
1: Yeah, so, but talking about Hearthstone, this perfect uh, segue into the what we are playing. Obviously, I've been playing Hearthstone. I'm very, very happy, like, in the last week, I have seen, like, probably 50% less C'Thun's than I had been seeing, which makes me very happy. The meta's so, settling. The yeah. meta is
0: settling. Yeah,
1: so, uh, so yeah, so playing my Paladin, my Murloc deck. Steven hopped in and spectated me on a game that I lost, which I didn't think I was going to lose because I had my opponent down they to snuck four one. They health. snuck
0: that out yo uh, yeah they snuck i, that <laughs> I one was out. like <laughs> like i was sitting on my phone watching it and i was like hey man let me just pop in and spectate um by the way does that make you nervous when people spectate you
1: it absolutely does steve lubitz and i did that to each other like he popped in and watched me for a couple games i lost them i popped in and watched him and he lost his it's i don't know it's like a stage fright kind of thing i guess so
0: i but- mean if you would prefer i will not do that
1: no, um, no, no. It's it's fine. Like, every once in a while, you're going to get a quest that tells you to watch somebody's game that they win. And you get a free pack of cards for that. So, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, mean, it, it's cool. It's, I
0: love watching it. I thought it was cool. And I was rooting for you. I was like, yeah, go, 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 go. And that guy just snuck out of nowhere and then just was like, nope, you're going to lose. And I was like, how is that even a thing? Yeah. But, No, so you outplayed. I'm gonna say this right now. That was bad beats. You outplayed that guy. Your deck outperformed him. He snuck that that win out. And I have seen my share of sometimes the cards just get you. Yeah. And that's a. And that's. I say that to everybody listening. If you have parents that you have your kids playing these games and they get frustrated, the term bad beats is a thing. It's not just you know something they say on Sports Center. It sometimes. A combination of cards comes out and just punches you in the face. Yeah. And you can be the best player in the world. You can yeah. be Patrick Chapin in the finals of a Pro Tour Magic tournament. And sometimes just a the, the guy top decks the right card and you're done. Yeah. And, you know, you can minimize that. You can play around it. You can do the best you can, but. You can't stop the fact that sometimes cards are random and he pulled exactly what he needed to get yeah. exactly the 1 point of damage he needed to get you. It yeah. was Yeah. He pulled out the
1: the double the double Azure drakes and I'm like <clears throat> after the game finished I'm like man I should have just focused getting that guy out of there because they both have spell damage which means all of the the combo uh, spells that uh that the rogue has uh one of which is called Eviscerate, which if you do if you play it as a combo, it normally it has four damage you can do to any enemy. But he had two spell damage minions out there, which just double <laughs> doubled the power of that spell. Um uh, but I really thought I, I was gonna know. win that one. Yeah.
0: I didn't know the spell damage actually uh worked with rogues. Did not know. Had no idea. Yeah. I admittedly I'm a noob, so when I saw him pop the card up and it did the extra damage, I went, Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I felt for you. This okay. week's tavern brawl is the best.
1: You know, what? I haven't, I haven't done it yet.
0: Yo, I listen, can I yet. tell you what it is? Or yeah, do you no, want no, no, no. Spoilers? Go ahead. Go ahead. This week's tavern brawl is two cards. Two cards. Pick your best two cards, and you get fifteen of each of them. Wow. Um. Let me give you let me give you some spoilers on the hot strats because I have one that wins super fast or loses super fast okay you pick the it's it's mechs okay. doesn't matter what class you are pick whichever make a deck for whichever class you have a quest for that day yeah because you're gonna win games fast right you're gonna pick the mech that makes other mechs minus one to okay. cast yeah and then pick pretty if you have the gorilla bot get the gorilla bot Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but if you don't have the Gorilla Bot, get the Devastator, the one that's a 1-4 and randomly does two damage to other opponents. Mm-hmm. Now, for those listening, don't worry about it too much. The idea is you're going to draw your opening hand and you're going to play one of these guys and then everything's going to get cheaper. Then as soon as you play your second little robot, all of those ones that you draw for the rest of the game until those are destroyed are free. Mm. Um, and then as soon as you get a third one, you can drop down the Devastators, and it is not uncommon, especially if you get the extra card and you're on the draw, to empty out your hand and have, like, eight dudes just on the ground, and you're swinging for two for each of those guys, and they have big butts because they have three toughness, right, and... If you have, like, three of those uh, Devastators, they throw their barrels of explosive at the beginning of the round, Mm -hmm. and you're doing, like, six damage, so you're, like, half-wrathing their board every time. Um, And also, there's the shock factor of dropping eight critters on turn two and being like, what? (laughs) And I have had guys resign just from the, I don't don't even know how to do that. What you're going to get is you're going to get, at least early on this week, so for you and I, we get this advantage, people listening on Friday probably figured this out already, but, like, people are going to sign in, and they're going to have their, like, cute, oh, well, I'll just take, like, arcane shot, and, like, yeah. you know, like, little stuff, and just try and be like, oh, I'll just grind out a win. You just walk in, and you're like, but nope, doing stupid stuff here, folks. None of this <laughs> grinding out here. And they'll just resign. Yeah. And go build your deck. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, yeah, cool.
1: Yeah. It's I, rad.
0: I fully expect to play way too much of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I'm not playing it right now. I'm okay. not playing it right now. I have <laughs> yeah, too much no, respect for I my Yeah, no, I mean, boss.
1: Tavern Brawl, I actually, I just hop in and do my, get my one win to get my deck unless I've got a quest for um, a class that I really don't want to play standard in, and then I'll I'll do more than one, but typically I only do the one game.
0: But this uh, one's really stupid.
1: <laughs> there there are lots of them that are really stupid.
0: Yeah, I know you like, haven't been playing that long, but way.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, this
0: one's stupid in a good way. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. I mean, if you don't, then whatevs, get your one back.
1: Yeah. Um, so other stuff that I've been playing, I really want to talk about this game because it's super cool. It's called Koi, as in the fish, and you play a fish. You're swimming around like a little pool, and you're collecting different colored little koi, and then taking them to flowers of the same color, making them de- you know making the flowers bloom and this game is super awesome because it even for very very young kids it works like Anna was playing it just like perfectly by herself without any help from me I mean it's simple but it was still you know it was still it's nice it was definitely fun for kids every once in a while there's this black this giant black koi that shows up and you have to like avoid him and and there are some like uh memory sequence puzzles and stuff in there but but it was really cool PS4 downloadable. So sorry, Steven. You're not gonna be able to check it out. Um but uh but yeah, it was awesome. It was very cool. I highly recommend it. And then today I started playing Uncharted 4. Kudos to GameSpot for giving me all those story synopsis videos, because I have not played the other Uncharted. So um but honestly, like you don't really need to know. I I haven't come into a part of this game where it makes a difference whether or not I knew the stories from the previous games, so it's cool. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, good. So that's me. What else um, have you been playing?
0: Yo, Overwatch. <laughs> oh oh uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, I I believe Overwatch is so good, Nicole. It's so good. <laughs> now, now this is how so. The only thing that I didn't like about the my um, the only thing that I, I it bothered me about the beta is if you go into social, it shows all of your friends that are on your Xbox One friends list, uh-huh. but it doesn't tell you that they're not playing Overwatch. So I logged uh. in and I was like, "Oh man, Nikki Tanner, we're playing <laughs> Overwatch. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's go." kill so let's be murder hobos and just just roll around i'll heal you you can be like you know somebody because i i play a healer Uh generally yeah um have i mentioned to you that i have like a serious like unhealthy obsession with playing support classes in games (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) like i only play a healer in larp always a healer i don't like i i love the idea of helping make other people better Mm. Um, that's, it's, that's super fun for me. I was a healer in WoW, um, like, you know, whatever. So, yeah. And, and in Overwatch, I get to be an angel with like a stick that heals people, um, (laughs) and a little tiny itty bitty gun. And it's (laughs) so good. And so I was like, oh man, Nikki, Nikki Tanner's in there. Let's do this. And then I was like, oh, she's watching Netflix. I know,
1: exactly. That, that is what you will find I do most often. On my Xbox One is Netflix. If Netflix is up, that means my daughter is watching something. If HBO Now is up, that means me and my
0: husband are watching something,
1: and that's what's getting yeah, that's what's getting the most use of our Xbox One right
0: now. Oh, so. uh, and that's that's reasonable. I was just like, oh man, we can play Overwatch together, man. And then I didn't, and then I said, you know what? That's fine. She hates me. I get it. Um. Yeah, that's I, kinda I weird
1: don't... that that's kinda weird that it doesn't tell you that. Or it didn't doesn't right just... away. I mean I
0: moused I had to not mouse over you, I selected you and it said, Oh, she's playing whatever. But I oh. but I saw you on there and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> but let me just say Blizzard, they might have something going with this whole making video games thing. <laughs> like I think I think they've got a future. Um Yeah. This game is so polished. It is so good. Every little thing is just great. Um, the character designs are stunning. The, they are all so different. I mean, and I played a lot of them, right? You know, I yeah. played the, the gorilla scientist guy. I played Lucio, the, the healer that's like beatboxing while he's running around healing people. <laughs> they are all shockingly different characters and, um, but they all play super well. Some of them combo off of each other in almost obnoxious ways. I I really really love it. Um, this is it's definitely the best game that I played so far this year. Wow, um, cool. so it's it's unseating stick bold, um, <laughs> which I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I sent you that picture from Pax East. Yes, don't tell yes. me you didn't see it. You didn't react, at least to me, but I know you. I, I know you chuckled a little bit. No, I mean it's the best game I have played so far this year, and I'm going to be honest with you. If if it wasn't staring down Final Fantasy 15, mm. um, and you know potentially uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Uncharted, like if it was last year, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that it might have been my game of the year last year. Um, I think it may have unseated Splatoon. Which, wow. that's high praise. My mm-hmm. family put like 200 hours into Splatoon, just passing the controller. Yeah. And you know what? Me and my sons did this. My wife didn't have a huge amount of interest in it. She thought she was going to like it more. Um. She didn't like some of the environments. Admittedly, it was two or three maps because it was mm-hmm. a beta. So um. she loved the characters. My sons all played. How about this? So my son is seven. Mm-hmm. My youngest son played as D.Va. That's the uh, um the anime-looking girl. With um the ro- the pink robot with a bunny <laughs> on the butt, um, I'm not even joking. There's a bunny on the butt. <laughs> no, I don't and know. and so I, I roll. I come downstairs on Saturday morning, and him and his brother are passing the controller back and forth, and they're cheering each other on, which I yeah. think is like normally they're kind of competitive, whatever. But the fact that every time one of them got a turn, the other one was like, "Oh man, look at that." Um, so my son, who is seven, rolled into a crowd and went on a 15 kill streak. Wow. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Um, now it's very possible that he was playing a bunch of other seven year olds. I don't even know, but, (laughs) but here's what the thing, right? Like it didn't feel like it was his team. It wasn't like it was easy. Like, it's not like it's a game for babies. Right. Um, he was playing well, he was learning, um, you know, he was learning the character and, he just got really comfortable with her abilities and was, so I think that level of polish mm-hmm. was great. You know, my older son, huge Tracer fan, he was playing as her. Um, really just was, it only took a couple of games before he was really just kind of easing into figuring out how to play her. Um, this is going to be a huge game this year. Um, you know what? It's, <laughs> it, it is. It is its game to lose as far as game of the year for me right now. And I've only played it for a weekend. Um, definitely buying it day one. Um, it's just so good. <laughs> it, the beta's over. Um, folks, if you like shooters. It's also... I. You'll notice that I said I let my seven-year-old play it. Uh, we are mm-hmm. sensitive in our house to shooters yeah. with our youngest son. Um, this game not graphic characters. When they quote unquote die, they just fall over and disappear. Yeah. Um. There's no carnage. There's no bodies. Um. A little bit of blood, but not, I mean, it's barely noticeable. Um, And it's obvious, you know, consequent. I mean, you're shooting bullets at guys, so obviously there's going to be a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. Um. Really good. Really good. I loved every minute of it.
1: Cool. Yeah. That might be something me and my husband will check out. You um, definitely should. You yeah. definitely should.
0: I think you guys would dig it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know your husband terribly well. But I I mean <laughs> Or at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's true.
0: That's true. That's fair. Uh, I, but I think I would like him.
1: Yeah, I think you probably would too. Um okay, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. I and Linda, who is absent this week, work for Pixelkin. Pixelkin is a website for gamers who are also parents. We talk about hardcore games all the way down to apps for preschoolers. And you can find us on Facebook, simply Pixelkin. You can find us on Twitter at Pixelkin underscore org. Stephen is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. Stephen, where can we find you?
0: Thanks, Nicole. Everybody, you've been listening to me here, but this is not the only place you can hear my voice. You can also hear me on my own podcast that occasionally Nicole is on. She'll be back because we're going to talk about Hearthstone. Um, <laughs> that podcast is called Engage, a family gaming podcast. We go live every Monday. Um, barring a nuclear incident. And we alternate video games and board games and video games bo- and board games, etc., etc. You can also find us on Twitter. That's at EF Gaming. You can find us on Facebook, Simply Engaged Family Gaming, and most importantly, please, please, please head on over to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community. Join our Facebook group. Nicole has done it. And we just talk about stuff. We had a nice long conversation yesterday about the uh, Disney Infinity shutdown with some very concerned parents and some schmarmy guys who were like, I saw this one coming, you know, but hey, whatever. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of fun in there. And You know, that's really what this is all about, right?
1: All right. So I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week.
0: Bye, everybody.